0: Hello and welcome to episode 41 of Hearty Dice Friends. My name's Grant Howitt and I'm joined, as ever, by my good friend Christopher Taylor. And we're here to answer your RPG questions, whether you like us to or not. How are you doing, Chris? I'm good. I'm Yeah, good. having um,
1: a nice
2: week? Yeah, it's been lovely. We've been, we've been really like drilling down into some actual work.
0: Yeah, which is unusual for us. We've started keeping a list of things what we've done. The solid victories document. It is called solid victories, and partially that's to show to our business partner and my wife on our Saturday business meetings to prove that we're doing work, but more importantly I think um and this is this is something which I which'm going to be a little bit earnest here. It can be quite nice to have a record of the stuff you do, especially with like when when you're when you're self employed and you're managing your own workload, it can be quite difficult to stay motivated so it's nice basically just to have a list of things we've done
2: it is, yeah.
0: But that's enough ado. I think these people who have come with their ears hungry, hungry for information.
2: Hungry ears.
0: Their ears ears are champing at the headphones.
2: Gnashing and grinding. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Chris, I want you to ask me a question and I want you to let me answer it. Okay, I will ask you a
2: question and then subsequently expect you to answer it.
0: Okay, can you also join and answer it as well? I I shall have a good go. I love it.
2: Zenton asks, "Cheeto's a type of crisp.
0: Are Cheetos a type of crisp? Yes. How does that relate to role playing games?
2: I don't know.
0: Mm, I guess you eat Cheetos at role playing games sometimes. Yes. This is a difficult question because yes, no.
2: <laughs> is this is this the, the hot dog? Is is that a sandwich question? Well, a hot, do, a
0: hot dog is a sandwich. That's provable. Exactly.
2: I mean, that's not even up for debate.
0: Like uh, you you put something but you put something inside bread and it becomes a sandwich yep like if you argue a hot dog isn't a sandwich then a baguette isn't a sandwich which is just
2: crazy talk
0: but a kebab isn't a sandwich i don't know it's difficult all right i think (laughs) I i think a kebab's a wrap yeah yeah it has to have bread on it right a sandwich you can't have like a tomato sandwich
2: Right, no, yeah, just that's like tomatoes
0: insane. and something in the middle. Yeah, that so is the, that is
2: tomato that that is sandwiched between tomatoes. Yes, yeah, so you can use that. But the it's verb, not but itself not a sandwich.
0: But like the the double down is not a sandwich. What you've done there is stuck two bits of chicken together with cheese,
2: which isn't bad.
0: Not a problem. I'm saying it's just, it's got to feel bad to touch and eat.
2: <laughs> I can't imagine how that would be. Mm.
0: Mm. You're, you're used to having the bun yeah. around the and then you. Mm. So cheetahs occupy every single category in terms of use that a crisp does. Yep. They come in bags, also like uh, for our English listeners, What's-its,
2: yeah. it's a what's its Yeah. which I think
0: it. I think is a much better name. whats its occupy every possible snack category that, che- that crisps occupy. They are purchased in large bags with too much air in them. You bring them home. And you eat them, generally alongside something, uh, for a lunchtime meal, or on their own as a snack standing up in the kitchen.
2: <laughs> or in the dark, crying.
0: <clears throat> or in the dark, crying. Not, like, crying into your bag of Cheetos. Um, you can also serve them at parties. Like crisps, they're a nibble. Yeah. But they're not nibbles.
2: They're also you disgusting.
0: See? Well, I really like them. Do he? But, quick question here. Twiglets occupy that role, don't they? Yes. Are twiglets a type of crisp? no they they're, they're not
2: well, well I, think,
0: I think they're actually kind of savory long biscuit
2: i think they might be actually and they're only at adult parties anyway or very yes, young you,
0: would, you wouldn't you wouldn't get like like hip like 19 year old people serving twiglets no you probably get crisps at a 19 year old's party or popcorn
2: yeah but not like twiglets or after eight mints
0: what did we serve when we were 19 i think twiglets. I, 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 th- I think we had a party once
2: uh, we probably served twiglets
0: Probably twiglets. I like it because you can put them up your nose. <laughs>
2: Does that and not burn?
0: It, it feels real fizzy when they go <laughs> up
2: <laughs> My brain's babbling. Come
0: to think of it, I must have only been around twiglets when I've been drunk enough to put them up my nose.
2: That <laughs> is worrying.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fizzy sensation and one that I genuinely enjoy. Um, so, no, they're not, because crisps are bits of potato. You
2: what know? is a what's-it?
0: it's a snack i guess
2: yeah but no but what is it
0: oh it's corn it's puffed corn i believe
2: oh it's puffed corn okay yes
0: uh, also like frazzles which oh. are as which are as far from bacon as you can get while still being bacon themed
2: yeah they're bizarre the, things
0: they look they look like a madman's idea of bacon and, and like, they taste
2: like disco crisps Discos, the big circular. Fellows. So, disco the, um, crisps. For those that don't know, are big circular crisps, but they're processed yeah. potato.
0: Yes, they're reconstituted. So it's, it's it's like it's like deep fried mash. Yeah. In a fine disc.
2: But it, it's like they they saw a crisp once. Yeah. And then are trying to replicate it from vague memory.
0: Uh, I think
1: I remember I was I was at this party and they had these little discs of potato. You mean that they cut the potato? No, they wouldn't come out even. How could we market them around a 70s dance craze? Also, when you put vinegar on them, I want you to put fucking loads on. I want you to make those things basically inedible. Sarah, are you sure? I'm the commander of this factory. Behold my
2: whims.
0: <laughs> he pulls a lever and a giant disco ball comes down from the ceiling. Complete silence. No, and no, he but, but, but
2: no, he, he's throwing oh. shapes. Oh, Real okay. hard, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's like it's like he has to he has to get it done. Yeah. We've got to get these discos out. On that same subject, knickknacks.
2: Oh, their marketing campaign in the mid nineties was terrifying. What was that? It was these two swollen heads. Right. They used to oh, talk like, to each other. Oh it
0: was like spitting image, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. But they yeah. made a they made a game. There was a oh, game. Oh did they? Um in the same way that Monty Python made a game.
0: Oh, did they?
2: Yeah. Um, and one of the levels in that was essentially Pong.
0: Oh, did they?
2: Yes, yes, they no, did. That
0: no, doesn't, that doesn't actually... Yeah, so yes, uh, t- so it was Pong.
2: It was essentially Pong, but it was these two massively swollen heads as the paddles. That's a terrible... And there was, a, there was like a breakout board in the middle. Right. So it combined oh, the okay. two games. But every time it hit one of the faces, it made a wet sputch noise and went... <clears throat> bleh. I don't like that. And it was just terrifying.
0: Look, Chris, I've got... How the fuck would you market knickknacks? Because they don't taste good. They don't look good. They smell fine.
2: I mean, the angle they took was that they're very spicy.
0: Mm, but they're not very spicy.
2: Compared to other crisps.
0: They're nice and spicy, which I believe is the official name of the Fraser. Uh, Fraser? Official name of the flavour.
2: It's Fraser's new name. He had it changed. So this... <laughs>
0: Niles, what is it, nice and spicy? <laughs> <But it's... laughs>
2: Get my coat.
0: Because um, like, they, they also have, they've got nice and spicy. They've also got rib and saucy, which doesn't. No. You can't have the N in there. <laughs> There's no... Rib. Mm. How are the crisps? Rib. <laughs>
2: no... Ru- Ripe and you... saucy? That that works. Mm. Ribald.
0: Okay, so, Ribald and saucy. mmm. Mate, I'd buy those crisps. I don't think it's possible to market it next. I don't think you can do that. Well, it's a bit like Army, right?
2: That might be why you can't buy it anymore.
0: I Are mean, you still getting shops? Oh, really? Yeah, it's just like you. I, I guess you don't go to the multi-pack crisp bar very often.
2: I do not know.
0: No, it's it's more of a. It's like it's it's a small amount of crisps for a child. Yeah, I want to bring up something else while we're on crisps as well. Please. You know, grab bags. No. You know. Okay, so. Yeah, you know grab bags, right? Like you, you go to a shop and it's like you get a, you get a packet of crisps and a sandwich and a drink, a meal deal. Oh, a meal deal. Okay. Things. But a grab bag is a slightly normal, than, larger than normal bag of crisps, and it has grab bag written on the front. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know you know those.
2: Yeah, I, I don't actually. Oh, uh, that's a
0: shame because this bit really relies on that. But the thing that I wanted to get across is no one, no one told me what the fuck a grab bag was. They were just like, yeah, it's a grab bag. It's what you do to every fucking bag.
2: <laughs> it's like those those Shara cokes. sharer cokes. Yeah, that are just slightly larger than a normal oh, coke.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's 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 about as much coke as two people should drink in a, in a sitting. I think.
2: Yeah. Rather than I, the two liters.
0: If anything, they're harder to grab than normal bags. Why's that? Well, because they're they're larger and they have more air in. So that like, if you've got very small hands, you're gonna have difficulties. You know, like getting a hand around the circumference. <laughs> I, thankfully, I have giant hands, so it's not a problem I suffer from. but we should talk about role playing games I think fields we really yeah well, unless there's any other crisps you want to talk about?
2: No, I don't really do crisps.
0: How about chipsticks? Do you remember those?
2: I do remember chipsticks I used to I used to nibble them.
0: Those were a fucking stain.
2: they were, but they were space delicious. raiders. I hated Space Raiders.
0: They they, they, were, they, were pickled onion, but not the fun pickled onion flavour you get in Monster Munch.
2: Yeah, just, just like actual pickled onion flavour.
0: I, I think it was just acid flavour?
2: No, oh, it, it burnt the skin <laughs> and teeth.
0: But they were always temperance, and that was nice. Not anymore? No. Everything's changed. Sunrise, sunset. Oh, inflation. Our lives are drawing to a close. Oh, yeah, inflation, that's the one, isn't it? Yep.
1: All right,
2: well, I'll ask you a question then, shall I? Do it. Ask me an RPG question.
0: Okay, so this one uh, is submitted from the Anarchist Monarch on uh, on Reddit RPG, and it says, <clears throat> "Which one-page RPG by Grant Howard is your favorite?"
2: I, I had to verify this beforehand. This is this was actually asked on Reddit. <sighs> it's not just Grant's ego. It's also Grant's ever. ego. It's also
0: Grant's ego. <laughs> so, Chris, what's your favorite?
2: I quite like Genius Loci.
0: Oh, thank you very much. The one that you wrote.
2: No, you wrote that as well.
0: Yeah, we we co-wrote it, yeah.
2: I quite like Genius Loki because it's not often I get to play as a post office.
0: That's true. I don't think Genius Loki has ever been played or really should be played.
2: No, but I really like it for the fact that it gives you the opportunity, should you want to, play as a post office. To
0: play a post office who likes teenagers. Yeah. To the point of addiction.
2: Which is an odd, 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 odd role-playing um, experiment.
0: Uh, I, I, I figure, like, like the post office would would um, would skew it so, like, it, it was selling all of the all of the hip hop magazines that came in.
2: <laughs> teen Dream,
0: yeah, Teen Dream, and like get some more sweets in there and stuff for the teens to buy. Reduce the prices. Um, maybe um, oh, you can't sell alcohol in a supermarket in a, in a post office, can you?
2: I don't see Why not? Mine does.
0: What? Oh, like it's 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 like it's adjoined to a co-op or something, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So like maybe you uh, you convince through subtle manipulation the owner of the post office to um, sell kids liquor.
2: Without IDing them. Without,
0: Without IDing them. There's a game in the seventies. You're a post office.
2: It's point is.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. Point is I think that it raises an interesting point about, about role playing games in that a lot of role playing games are never played. Yes. Or are played so little that they don't land. I think it's a bit like um, there was a there was a, a um, uh, what was the word? A website which linked only to Spotify songs that had zero plays, <laughs> and so like it it scrubbed through the the catalogue. And it was like, I want I want to listen to something that no one's ever heard before. Right there, you go, bang! And like no one had ever played that song on Spotify, but that person still recorded it. That, that you know, that, yeah. like, people still put in effort, and that's an interesting thing for me to look at games, not as something which has to be played, but something which is to be read and enjoyed.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, look at your look at your gaming shelf. Mm-hmm. And tell me the amount of, ge- the percentage of games in there that you've played for a good length of time.
0: Oh, you mean like not not just one or two sessions? Not just
2: like one session, put it away.
1: Well, that's, I, mean, that's, I mean, some games you only play for one session. You know? No,
2: I know, but... Alright, let's have a look.
1: Um, maybe about Fifteen percent, twenty percent.
2: Yeah, it's it's less than half, mm. because it's all about getting getting the product and enjoying it. Yes, for sure. As as, think... as we've been talking about about like sinking into the w- yeah. other worlds. I
0: think that um, it doesn't have to be so. Like uh, last week, I was saying that I didn't like paying for free RPGs anymore, which was a wrong thing to say. What I meant to say, I wasn't I wasn't hugely interested in delving through every free RPG anymore the way I used to be when I was younger. Yeah. And I think that maybe I gave free RPGs and free content a bad name because it doesn't have to be hugely deep or hugely richly produced. All it has to do is spark my imagination. So, like, there's an awful lot of nice, um, like, OSR blogs which have, here's a really messed up situation to put your players in. Go! Or, like, here's the rules of being a good dog. (laughs) A good dog is a character class. In uh, that I think I think they've written it up for Lamentations of the Flame Princess, and you get things like lick your best friend's wounds and they heal d6.
2: <laughs> Odd choice of gaming system.
0: Well, yeah. Um, Lamentations is very strange.
2: It is. It's a
0: curious orange because like it's it should be scratching my itches, you know. Yeah. They go a bit. They go a bit hard on the art. A bit strange on some of the art. Can't say I'm a huge fan of it, but like mechanically it's fine. Like it all works.
2: Yeah, it's, it's not just, a bad um, system all told.
0: No, it just it just they I guess you know what? They're marketing to a market. Everyone markets to a market.
2: Yeah. And you're mm. not that market.
0: No. Which actually um which brings me on to the next question, which I'll be interested in getting to. So uh thank you for saying it's the one that you co wrote. My favourite one is The Witch is Dead, because I drew a little fox on it.
2: It is, is a super cute fox.
0: <laughs> it's uh its name is uh Mika, officially now because um, someone of a podcast they played a one-on-one game of The Witch is Dead. Wow! Uh, it was it was. Um, she's a super geek. Oh yeah. Um, who do who do um, like uh, female GM um, one-shots? And they just had a one-on-one. Po- they a one-on-one uh, uh, session. I think two sessions. And there's this woman who does. Uh, one of the hosts uh, does not swear in normal day-to-day life. Is a very polite. Um, uh, kind woman and she was just
1: I'm Mika the Fox and I'm going to kill these motherfuckers!
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was really lovely to listen to. <laughs> so yes, that fox is Mika. But anyway, the next question. Uh, Blake, the Dark Knight, sorry, Blake Batman symbol, the Dark Knight Batman symbol Ryan um, or Blake Ryan Batman asks on Twitter, how do you target a game to a specific audience without generalising? Wow do
2: you, think he, do
0: you think he's Batman?
2: I think he might be so I'm I think that's think I a, think it's a waste of a secret identity there, my friend
0: yeah he probably wouldn't put it in his Twitter handle next to his real name would
2: mm. you? I think Bruce I, I, Batman I, Wayne <laughs> <laughs> no, why sorry, is your Bruce, middle name Batman oh it's just in honor of of, of the uh, the Cape Crusader
0: because uh, I used to act as a sort of informal servant for a higher ranking officer. I was a Batman.
2: I was really into cricket.
0: Yeah, and not the letter S,
2: which I believe is in
0: that word in cricket. <laughs> <laughs> so Blake asks, how do you target a game to a specific audience without generalising? And I think this is something, which this is kind of a high level question, honestly. This is more about yeah. game design stuff. Now, normally we talk about beholders, dicks and stuff. And we're going to get onto that later. Quick question, how many dicks do you think beholders have?
2: I, I, I hope for one.
0: Okay. That's a shame.
2: <laughs> Any more uh, could be frightening. You hoped wrong! The hexacock.
0: <laughs> it's scuttling along on them like legs.
2: Well, it's going to have to if it lost its ability to, to fly.
0: In a prehensile, like dolphin wangs.
2: Oh. Oh, God, that's disgusting.
0: I'm sorry, everyone.
2: Oh, dude. I'm sorry I'm,
0: Sorry about making you think about dolphin cocks. Oh, I did it again. <laughs> sorry. They're, they're the second worst kind of cock available.
2: Aside from ducks mm mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm.
0: Ducks have the worst cocks. How do you target a game to, to a specific audience without generalizing so we've we've tried to we've become aware of targeting games yeah, we've become aware so I, I think like the very first time I thought that I wanted to put out something with an audience in mind was my game Warrior Poet
2: Yes, was, which is a very was, specific game,
0: yeah. And so it is, uh, it's, I wrote it, God, about three, four years ago now, I think. Four years ago. Um, yeah, it would be 2013. Anyway, I wrote, I wrote it a few years ago. And I um, wanted to try and make something which would appeal to the story games crowd. Because I was like, "Wow, well, I want something which Tumblr will snap up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, I don't think, like, that makes it any less of an artistically valid thing. Like, I probably wouldn't write it today. Uh, it has so like just mechanically, it, it's kind of a competitive haiku writing game, which you're also having a duel, and you're writing haikus, and you're sort of dancing and fighting and summoning um, at one point um, volcano behemoths, that sort of thing. It's very sort of high fantasy, um, low rules, and I aimed it at a specific audience, and it went down fairly well. Honestly, like I still I still get people writing in, and like I I, I had one guy, um, I had someone get in touch with me uh, on on Reddit, I think that they um their friend really liked it and they played a game with him and then he passed away and so they like they were joining up um a year after his funeral for a memorial game of warrior poet
2: which is lovely
0: which is incredible I'm, oh my god I'm really glad that I could give you that thing to to congregate around that's that's beautiful yeah.
3: um
0: but I I aimed it at a specific audience and I think it landed um I think my games as on a whole are aimed towards a specific audience not our games chris in that our games tend to be slightly bigger, and we have better ideas around them. Yes, and but, like,
2: I mean, Spire's aimed at a target audience.
0: Oh, sorry, yes. Um, Spire's definitely aimed at a target audience, but it's a different one from my sort of wackety smacky comedy bears. Yes. Um, yep. There's there's some overlap, for sure. Some of those people are in both audiences. Yes. But um, I tried to go for very low barrier to entry, maybe stealing an IP or or like rubbing uncomfortably up against an IP in a crowded train
2: Justified Anxiety
0: mm. Yes, Justified Anxiety or The Rapid and the Righteous <laughs> It's a fast and furious game of Which is actually properly thrills.
2: available on our website now
0: Oh yeah, we updated the website That's part of the work we've been doing If you go along to com, That's no K and Deckard um, and then click on the shop you can get everything that we've done which is nice rather than just some of it
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to update it even more yeah.
0: Um, so, how do we how did we target a game? So, to, how do we target Spire to the audience that we, we we intended it for?
2: Well, I mean, when we started Spire, we came up with the core concept, oh. the kind of the uh, rebellion, that sort of tone, necromunda fantasy, necromunda fantasy, and instantly <laughs> that, that that targets the that targets an audience. Simply yeah. by the fact that you start knocking people off of the list yeah. of people who'll play it?
0: Yeah, for sure. In it's urban based and it's not it's not um it's not a grindy game, it's not a rules crunchy game. It's um it's it's uh it's a, it's a very it's it's pretty close to uh, Powered by the Apocalypse, I think.
2: It's very similar, actually.
0: yeah. Uh it's slightly more flexible. and but slightly less usefully specific in the cases that anyway. Um Every choice you make starts starts knocking off people from that. Game. And so, like like for example, um, Chris and Mary approached me, um, Mary the business partner in our business, and I had a concept for a class inspire, and they sat me down and told me it was not going to fly.
2: Yes, we had to stop it.
0: You very kindly made me take you out for breakfast beforehand.
2: We're very good like that.
0: And we were <coughs> sitting around eating breakfast that I'd paid for. and You were like Grant that that mage who summons creatures by building a womb out of rocks and then has sex with the womb that's not going to we can't put that in a game
1: we can't no and like, i didn't want it to be a sexy thing i think
0: it's one of the least sexy
1: things i've described <laughs>
2: it, i mean it literally had fucking a stone womb for an hour
0: for an hour yes
2: can you see why we didn't
0: put it in the book? Sometimes a riddling pig came out and drove people mad.
2: Yes, a pig came out and met, sent people crazy.
0: <laughs> I just think.
2: Also, also, any time in the book you read the phrase needle-toothed child, mm-hmm. that's where that came from.
0: Yeah. I, you know what? The needle-toothed child has, has survived and I'm very proud of that.
2: Yeah.
0: The needle-toothed child. Oh, well, he doesn't eat firstborn anymore.
2: No, it doesn't. You took that from me. But now we've got a lovely chef mage.
0: That's true. I like the way I was complaining about the lamentations of the flame princess not ten minutes ago. <laughs> right? <laughs> not, we need
4: some way to get back. We need some way to get back at the chief of the city guard. What are we going to do? All right, boys. I got me an idea. I'ma build me a womb under the rocks. Fuck a womb. A needle, needle tooth boy crawl out, and then he. Eat the captain of the guard's firstborn child. Is that going to help? Oh, wait, then he's going to replace the captain of the guard's firstborn child, and the captain of the guard will not know.
2: <laughs> so nothing will change then. Correct. <laughs> but I get to fucking rock.
4: You won't see? <laughs> Bring me the granite.
0: <laughs> so we decided that that was not targeted to our specific audience, which is basically anyone
2: humans decent human beings
0: decent human beings with eyes mm-hmm. and um, it was cut from the game and i respect your decision and will definitely Thank you. and I, I i think it was the right thing to do i think i'd like that's why we are That's why we operate as 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 a group there's no there's no one right or wrong answer for spire which i quite like
2: and we still do have a lot of body horror in it which does oh, narrow our market yeah. even further
0: yeah, there's body horror. There's, I mean, also like you're, de- you're definitely you are you are anti-authoritarian, yep. from the get go. So that 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 limits our market again.
2: Yeah, um, but it kind of knocks off what fascists. Sorry. It kind of just knocks off fascists, which I don't care about anyway.
0: That's true. Yeah, but you know, you know what? Five pounds off a fascist, still five pounds once it's in my pocket, Chris.
2: That is true.
0: Also, I've made the fascists poorer.
2: We should make a fascist game. Mm. Just milk them dry.
0: <laughs> so we we do a really horrendous racist, sexist, homophobic kick, Kickstarter campaign. Yep. Like like finally finally getting the RPG market off these fucking SJWs. Yeah, and then but donate
2: we... the entire pro- proceeds to 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 lovable causes. we mean
0: us? This is for money, Chris. This is, yeah, sorry. some for us
2: for, for the oh. effort of doing it, but in the rest of it, we'll just send like to the OGPt.
0: That that would be a lovely idea. I think I think it's LGBTQI these days. <laughs> LGBTQI.
2: I'm sorry.
0: That's okay. You know what? There's there's a lot of there's a lot of letters there. There is the um, the uh, the way we'd get the Kickstarter going. Though, is like we keep it very quiet and very mysterious, but we try and get in those whales. Yeah. Try and get in those those people with lots of money who are like, oh, finally, I'm bored of these feminists trying to join in with my role playing games. I'll back you, and then. We have to write and release it so our reputation stays intact. (laughs) Otherwise we swindle a load of people on Kickstarter.
2: (laughs) That is true, actually. (laughs) Having to release it is a hurdle. So what we could do is make it
0: really subtly bad.
1: (laughs) Actually, no, sorry. We just make it really bad. It's just a terrible game that doesn't work.
0: We make it unplayably poor. Yeah, make it unplayably poor. Or like or like um like have have full like have full rules for SJWs wink and then the SJW class is really overpowered. Yep. And if you if you ever get caught playing the SJW class ironically you die. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's in the book, I'm afraid it mm,
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. No it's at the back. God, oh, my hands are tied. As a fascist. I really love rules. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I crave them.
0: The only way I can finish. <laughs> Alright, ask me a question. Alright. Actually, did we answer that one?
2: Vaguely. Yeah.
0: I think also like generalizations and um stereotypes and um tropes. I think tropes is a better word than stereotypes, because yeah. tropes doesn't doesn't have like a negative connotation. There's nothing wrong with tropes. There's nothing wrong with it's like this but this. Um, and also, like generalization is good because the more people buy your thing from an artistic standpoint uh okay, actually sorry, the more people buy your thing, the more money you get so yeah. from a monetary standpoint, two thumbs up from an artistic standpoint there's always a there's a desire to make something which generally like might go against the grain might not be might not be loved by everyone or even by most people, and I think that comes down to you as a designer like what what matters most to you, who's supporting this. So something like Nabilis, for example, beautiful game, not all that played. Yeah, but, but it, it got, is beloved. It's beloved, and it got a publisher, and it's got a really lovely book, which is like that, but it's not the sort of book which most people would put out there. And I think what, what it comes down to generalisation is that this is a job at the end of the day. What we do when we write role-playing games is our profession – and so we need to think about it professionally. We need to try and adapt to the market. And if there's some generalisation has to happen, that's okay. That's that's kind of par for the course. If I was just writing stuff that I wanted to play all the time, I wouldn't. I wouldn't make any money.
2: No, because it would um, be the same game.
0: It would be the same game. My, um, I, 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 was, I was trying to, um, I, I, I did a, a brief run through of a system this week called, um, cause effect. I was trying to make something really basic because the way I run Dungeons and Dragons, and I think you'll be familiar with this, Chris. Is I will start earnestly. Everyone gens up a character. That's great. We roll it up. It's all really cool. Got the hit points. Got their AC. We like second session. We have a fight, and then by the fifth session, I never use any rules aside from. And I'll quote. I'll, and this, this is my wife who decided that I decide whether or not they want to win or lose. Then they roll, and I say no matter what they roll. Yep. Which is kind of how it works. Yeah. Um, and so that. So you
2: codified that?
0: Well, I didn't codify that. I've written it into a system, and it's like like the system I've got actually has the chances for success and failure. And things rather than just Grant. What do you think? Which would be <laughs> the entirety of my game?
2: Yeah, it's just one page. You just says what Grant reckons.
0: Yeah, give Grant a call. Here's his number. What does he? What does he think? Anyway, um, there's there's no there's no there's, there's, there's not such a bad thing generalisation because we live in a capitalist society and we got to eat. And that's okay. This is this is an art and this is a craft. Yeah. All right. Hit me with a question
2: because I'll hit you with a question. Uh, Huey Tonto asks, "What creature would be the most interesting to add the dragon's color system to?" Mm.
0: So, for those of you who don't know, the dragon's color system, you have chromatic dragons and metallic dragons. Chromatic dragons are evil. And metallic dragons. traditionally, yes. And metallic we can't, we dragons can't generalize entirely. No. And uh, sorry. uh, Metallic dragons are traditionally good. i don't to think who else have got colour schemes. Uh, slards have colour schemes, don't they? Yeah, yeah but the, that's like the, Death Slard. The, the Toad Boys. Yeah. Well, there's Red Slard, Blue Slard, Green Slard, and Death Slard. Yep. Fruit Slard, Blackjack, Penny Cheese,
2: and Refreshers. <laughs> oh, and those excellent eggs.
4: It's Sorry. all about
2: the fried eggs in the Penny oh. Cheese. Oh, I really like the I always like whiskey bottles remember those y- yes <laughs> they, t- they were they called were Coke, they were called Coke bottles down here but you come from Scotland
0: no, yeah and, and they used to get little whiskey bottles and they were, and they were sweets which ostensibly tasted like <laughs> whiskey for kids
2: <laughs> but then I used to buy packets of um mint cigarettes so oh, candy cigarettes yeah
0: with spider-man on for some reason I think they're just called candy sticks now
2: they are now yeah yeah
0: that back, back, back when we were kids you could smoke them You can try. (laughs) (laughs) Smoke anything if you're hard
2: enough. Goblins. Goblins would be good. I see. I was thinking people.
0: I guess that, yeah.
2: Think how much easier that would be. Like, oh, thank God he's gold. He's not lying to me.
0: I think think that applying that sort of um, by the numbers uh, character judge on people is how racism happens.
2: Yes, but I mean, that's literally what this is. Like okay. a gold okay. dragon is lawful good. Right. Therefore, so the gold going to dragon, follow all the laws.
0: A gold dragon agrees with the dominant laws of the land. Yes, making them lawful good and also they are selfless and lawful. I just, people seems like a bit of a cop out answer to me. And I think it'd be great to have red goblins. I think it would. Red goblins, blue goblins who so like so like red goblins, they breathe smoke, not fire, smoke. Yeah. Blue goblins each know a spell. <laughs> it is. It is like they they learn it when they are born. They can cast it once.
2: <laughs> swamp goblins are just spitters. That would
0: be green goblins?
2: Yeah. No, it's forest.
0: They're, they're Spider Man's enemies.
2: Blacker swamp.
0: Oh yes. Yeah, so a well, so, uh, Black is acid, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. They just they just spit on you. Yeah. It's just gross.
0: <sighs> oh, come on. Is, is it like. But I'd like to think it's like llama grade.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it, it's viscous.
0: Yeah. It, it counts as an attack yeah and um white goblins who just wear jumpers, like really big jumpers because they're cold
2: <laughs> silver, silver silver goblins, noble, regal
0: yeah that's, I, see I don't know anything about the the metallic ones they, they they're just all sort of the same to me, yeah, they're they all just, different things, but they're just
2: basically good
0: yeah but I, I i don't I, I can remember like lightning's blue, frost is white. Fire is red. I can remember what those ones do, but it's not like the gold dragon breathes gold. Although, what if they breathe
2: gold? That would be amazing. The copper dragon just spewing pennies.
0: Is it? So is, is it molten gold or is it coins?
2: Coins or bricks <laughs> <laughs> in socks?
1: Just just <laughs> hawking up a load of bullion. Oh man! That's Don't worry, right, boys. I've got this.
0: That'd be fucking. But like, like, like. Like, you were, like you, you, slam the door shut to defend against a, like a red dragon attack, and you, you've, you've probably got a, a while before the fire burns through, but this guy's just vomiting up, like, a whole cart of bullion at you <laughs> at terminal it's velocity.
2: Devastating.
0: Jeez, it's, it's, I think it's going to be, like, a really expensive shotgun. Yeah. So, I mean, the issue with gold is it's quite soft as far as metals go. It's one of the softer.
2: Yeah, but I'm, imagine if it heated up. I guess it would splat all over the place, wouldn't it? Yeah, so you've got burning gold hitting you. Oh man. Rather than like a torrent, like it comes out as coins.
0: Okay, and it, and it sort of melts in the so air. it's like a
2: shotgun, yeah, mid-air that and you get hit with molten gold.
0: That would look super cool to like 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 to investigate.
2: Yeah. Just like splashes of gold all all over the place. People frozen the, um, like Pompeii.
0: The um that that there's a gold dragon who's just new to the area and she's going around and kicking red dragons in the nuts and eating their stashes. Yeah. And then just vomiting up loads of gold coins whenever she gets in too much trouble.
2: You find a lair, and it's just got loads of statues of solid gold statues of dragons that she's killed. She <laughs> <just> coats them
0: <laughs> like really badly made statues. No, 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 no. Oh, she has gold mastery.
2: No, she, yeah, she work? just she just coats a dragon. Okay. In like a in like a thin layer, and brings it back to the lair, and sets it up. Oh my day! That's fantastic.
0: That would look so cool. I really like the idea of like these vast riches, which you have no hope of getting out of her. Yeah, it's like it's dragon-sized. I guess you could have a toe.
2: You can have a, You have a lump, but it just means you'll never go poor. You just go back, get another bit. Tink, tink, tink.
0: Well, as long as no one else finds out about the dragon cave.
2: Yeah, you're uh, you're trying to sell off a lot of gold here, Sonny. A
0: lot of um, lot of. Yeah, I'm going to use the word scaly gold.
2: Hmm. Mm. I may follow you at night. What? Nothing. Nothing. We're going to follow him at night. You what? Are you are you, tr- are
1: you trying to get in my rucksack? No! Don't look. <laughs> oh boy!
0: <coughs> There's zips in this fantasy because look, 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 clasps don't make noise.
2: No. Bears. Bears. <laughs> Again, bear breathing fire. Mm-hmm. Always a good look on a bear. Mm-hmm.
0: Magic bears? I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm imagining I'm imagining like a blue bear would fly like Arconan around the fucking forest. I guess <laughs> oh, <sighs> it's like it's still as intelligent as a bear though. It's no it's no it's not like a dragon's smartness.
2: No. See that's why I think it'd be interesting on something like an orc. Orcs could work. So like I I really
0: like the idea of like subspecies of orcs. Yeah, like uh, or like or like different orc nations who've trained their warriors in different ways. I think one. There's one from Pathfinder called the Ghost-faced Orcs, right?
2: And like Ghost-faced th- Killer, famed rapper.
0: Yes, like Ghost-faced Killer. Um, and they, I think, like I think they can turn ethereal or they can like they like like can meld with shadows in some way. Right. And I, re- I I really like um racial abilities, which are like one low level trick. Yeah, there's something quite fae about it. Rather than oh I can fly or oh I have I have plus three to diplomacy like, no I can talk
2: it's that one unique thing isn't it
0: yeah I guess it is actually yeah but on a racial level
2: yeah um, but so, so when you're describing you're not just describing an orc like it's, it's an orc it's an orc and then he just walks through a wall yeah like, that's, so, that's suddenly more interesting
0: that's 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 a really fun fight at that point and I think like you know roll a roll six a on a on a five or more this orc can phase through walls this turn yeah. I think that's a good amount of creatures to put. To put, to put, to put. <laughs> any more no, would be nonsensical. White, white, squirrels.
2: Squirrels and rabbits.
0: Squirrels. Honestly, any sort of woodland creature.
2: No, I mean like squirrels are metallic. Oh, Rabbits right. are chromatic. Eternal <coughs> war. <laughs>
0: like a tiny war.
2: Yeah. Fought over the parks and green lands. Come to
0: think of it, kobolds don't seem to be in colours, and I think they should, shouldn't they?
2: They they really should.
0: There's no like I guess that they're that they're so like the dragons are so noble and kobolds are so ignoble that they don't have access to the actual dragon abilities. They're just all sort of a brown color.
2: We like, I kind of see them as mutts as well.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I I think I think kobolds get a really short shrift and they need more love.
2: They do. They need I to think, stop being comedy. I, well,
0: I, I want to try and find the the root. I want to try and find the thing which makes kobolds interesting because goblins. I could talk about goblins all day. They're brilliant, and kobolds are effectively goblins crossed with a sort of dragon dog.
2: With a dickhead.
0: In... I just, I'm trying to work out what the what the fascinating thing is about kobolds. Oh shit! Didn't we have um, <laughs> didn't we have separatist kobolds in Unbound at one point? Yeah, yeah. And we talk, like, we've
2: talked on this podcast about invasive kobolds.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I just think I, I don't know what the what the spark is for me with kobolds that makes them exciting.
2: I know. I think. I think I prefer them to goblins.
0: Yeah, I guess they're less funny.
2: Yes, the thing goblins are almost always comic relief. Yeah, definitely. it's very hard to make a serious goblin. Yeah. Whereas you although, can make a, when you do. Yeah, mm. but you can make a serious kobold a lot easier.
0: Yeah, you're right. We have talked about this a lot on the show. Yeah. And I think I think I just need to I, I need to stop putting goblins in every single campaign I run and replace them with kobolds next time.
2: Yeah put in some more stupid traps.
0: In fact, actually, that should be our next um, our next D10 fantasy table. Our um, our remnants table. What's interesting about these kobolds? Yeah, there you go. Very well. Look out for it next week. It is an accord. An accord has been reached. Zenton asks, How do I handle the sing-alongs when running a Lord of the Rings-type game?
2: Do not mention Bombadil. Yeah, fuck
0: Tom Bombadil. Fuck him. Fuck that guy in his woodland fucking hutch with his junky wife who rocks up. I hate it.
2: Just, if you can get a good dwarven sing-along a la the films. No. That, then, no, then that's great.
0: At no point anyone with a beard sings in Lord of the Rings. Am I happy? Really? I'm okay with elves doing it because they can sing, but I'm re oh, actually you know what, sorry, in the films, maybe, the books, fucking no.
2: Fair, but that's why, that's why I specifically reference the films. I suppose what you could do Here's an idea Chris Shanties Shanties
0: are good Because if there's one thing Assassin's Creed Black Flag Taught us It's one, you really need tall buildings For it to be a proper Assassin's Creed game mm-hmm. And two, shanties are fun
2: Yeah I'm see if You can... actually go and collect some shanties and Yeah got more. You run around
0: and get shanties I'm going to see if I can remember the song that I like Hey, up and oh, she rises, way, hey, boy, Sally Brown. That one. Yeah. That was a really great song. I, They actually had a select shanty button <laughs> when you were sailing a ship. So you, I just told my
4: boys over and over, can you sing Way High Sally Brown again, please, boys?
2: Sing it again.
4: <laughs> right here, Kevin. How are you? Oh, Edward likes that song, doesn't he?
2: Oh, I bought the tears of it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> please, somebody do out me ears. I'd rather row
2: three quarters of the way across the Atlantic Ocean
0: <laughs> one song but I think that could that could really work if you like if you channel the um, if you just put on a shanty album like there, there, there is a shanty album available from Assassin's Creed Black Flag I believe and you put that on while the dwarves are doing stuff it gives you the feel of a shanty without having to get past the all sort of like flutes and bollocks, the yeah, dwarves insist on. That is
2: an issue.
0: I also think dwarves should only ever play square saxophones and drums. I'm sorry? Like, imagine... Well, you know, like, dwarvish... Um, dwarvish make has a lot of, like, angular yes. to it. So imagine, like, just a saxophone but it's square like a plant pot on the end or a tuba. Uh,
2: you see, I'm uh, what I'm imagining isn't a square. Go on. What I'm imagining is a cube.
0: Oh, I see. Is there is there a windy lever?
2: I'm. I'm just. No, I, I was because I, I was thinking. I don't understand how that's going to work, Grant. Okay. That's a cube. <laughs> but that's that's not what you said. So you
0: do you just sort of like unscrew just one 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 um, breathe quarter, in one corner corner of the cube and blow into
2: <laughs> spin it vigorously. <laughs>
0: how
1: how how do you um, how do you change the note? Uh oh, the cube does what it wants.
2: <laughs> don't question the cube.
4: It's a labyrinthine. Mystery in there, dwarven make, dwarven make, carved by mad dermites with beards. Are you
2: a dwarf? (laughs) If not, you'll never know. Spy
0: ye not
4: inside me cube.
0: I think shanties. I think also. um, Every time someone starts, every time someone starts singing, if another player stops them, they get an XP. (laughs) But you have, I guess, you have to be, you have to be careful not that they don't set up XP farms at that point. Yeah. Have you got any ideas, Chris for this?
2: Honestly, like my problem with with alongs is that I can't sing. So anything yeah, automatically that. knocks me out. Mm. But can it you, would make like, your can, bards can, can more you, interesting. Can you drum?
0: Can you clap along? Can you like, No, I don't I don't I
2: don't have rhythm. I'm tone mm. deaf and devoid of rhythm.
0: You ain't got that rhythm.
2: I ain't got it. No. So yeah, it would make bards more interesting if if you actually knew a bit of a shanty.
0: Imagine I want you to imagine, you know how, you, know, you probably wouldn't understand this one because you don't go to many parties. I want you to imagine you're at a party, right? And not like a proper rager, but like, you know, seven people hanging out, having a chat. Right. And some bastard pulls out a guitar. Ugh. And he just, and he, and he, and he just starts singing like, Today was gonna be the day when they're gonna throw... And he starts singing. And where do you look? Because he's now playing too loud for you to talk comfortably. What you've got here is a tiny concert you didn't ask for and don't want.
2: You look at the shards of his guitar. After, after you, you smash, smash it to pieces.
0: I think that's the issue we'd have with the Bard. Yeah. Because, you know, you're you are having a, a really intense fight, and then suddenly the Bard's just like, Today was going to be the day, and you have to listen to the Bard.
2: I'm trying to pick a lock here. <laughs>
0: I guess like what you could do is put the bard in charge of the um, sound system.
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go. You can play any track on there you want. You've got Spotify, but you yeah. cannot futz with the volume. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that works. I think, and I'd also like, you can have theme tunes for characters as well. Yeah. We had uh, we had Careless Whisper as a theme tune for our Orc Bard.
2: Well, I mean, in the last we've, game we've played games before where you get a buff if your if your theme song is oh, playing. Yeah,
4: that's
0: right. Yeah, it was that Wushu game we played in.
2: So you could have that. You have the Barding still in control of the stereo, who picks yeah. when somebody's theme tune starts playing,
0: and then and then like presumably like that would also come backed up in the rules with a buff. Yeah, but definitely shanties, and I'm not. Su- I don't think you should rewrite the shanties because <laughs> shanties I, I...
2: as is or not at all.
0: I've been to New Year's Eve parties where they had no no recorded music available and so they just sang Fireside songs from the LARP they all went to.
2: Odd. Yeah.
0: Like, they were all having a great time and I had a lot of fondue, so there was that. But it really left me quite out of the circle. Mm. Hmm. I I eventually had to try and get everyone to sing RE Your Brains by Jonathan Coulton.
2: Because you at least knew the words.
0: And then Disney songs, which everyone knows and loves. Yeah. In fact, just have the dwarves sing Disney songs. There you are. In fact, just at the dwarves sing I Can Show You The World.
2: Have everybody sing that.
0: That's the... <laughs> All the time.
2: Yeah. It's really disconcerting.
0: <laughs> Question me, big horse.
2: All right. Uh, We've got two left, right? Huey Tonto asks, at what point are bigger teeth less scary?
0: <sighs> I think if a crocodile has teeth that are over a foot, it's not going to be properly working.
2: Because you can't shut its mouth.
0: Can't shut its mouth. Also, it can't hide very well. Also, it's going to drown.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you've got teeth that are the size of buildings... You can't move around, you'd die. Yeah, no, I mean, like, the monster is the same size. You know, oh, right, okay. Is, it's is also in, the size of a building. Is in scale.
0: Oh, okay, so it's, it's the size of, like, 20 buildings.
2: Yeah, at that point, I don't think any bigger teeth would be any scarier.
0: That's true, yeah. I think it's already want... reached
2: a critical mass of scary... You,
0: you hit a plateau. Yeah. At that point, the teeth don't bother me. It's what the teeth are attracted. What teeth are attached to?
2: <laughs> what the teeth are attracted to. Attracted to.
0: to. <laughs> I. I mean, that's scary. Yeah. My teeth really like what you've got going on. Just, <laughs> My
2: teeth are lustful.
0: They made me say this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they don't control the tongue.
0: <laughs> but they will bite it unless I say what, what, what they wanted to. So it's kind of a you know a difficult back and forth. Yeah. Anyway, I'd run if I were you. I've, I've, I've gained control back. I'd leave, because my teeth are...
2: No, don't <laughs> leave. It's perfectly safe.
0: It's like I was joking before. We're all having a funny joke.
2: Everybody's confused and frightened.
0: Can I see your wrists? Just just for a joke. <laughs> I think once once they have problems closing their mouth, you've got issues. Yep. That's not going to be super scary. If their teeth are so heavy that they're like they're falling into things, Yeah, that's well, not scary. Once they become comedy.
2: Let me rephrase this a little tiny bit. Which is scarier, more teeth or big teeth?
0: More teeth. Always more teeth.
2: Yep. Rows of teeth. And, like, too many jammed in too small a space. Too many, too small teeth. Yeah.
0: Now, if someone comes up to me and they've got tusks on, I'm like, okay, well, I understand. That's... They've got tusks on. I can see how that would work. I'm not super scared. I can see how a person might have tusks. If they've got four rows of infant teeth in their mouth when they open their... Yeah,
2: if, if the teeth go oh. all the way down their throat. That's horrendous. That's nightmare.
0: Yeah, so definitely. Small. I think, honestly, smaller teeth might be more scary in
2: some situations. Especially if they're like 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 fish bones. Mm,
0: end of stage left. The possum. Oh. Which, I, I mean, I love possums. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I think, think they're, they're adorable. The worst. Chris thinks they're shit beasts. They're the worst. And they've got little needle teeth.
2: I do not prize their endealment.
0: <laughs> Will asks Does dice training work? And if so, what's the best method?
2: No, it doesn't.
0: All right, so let's pretend it does.
2: Okay, microwaving them.
0: Oh, like punishment.
2: No, I mean physically. Yeah, physically microwaving them because you'll uh, you'll melt the plastic a little bit and shift the weight. Oh,
0: I see. And so, so, so like, if there's any air bubbles, they'll go up towards the top. The, yeah, is, yeah it, okay. is the concept. So you're not going to come into this space with me? No, no I'm coming
2: into the space,
0: but yeah, I just hop hop. You're, you're not going to jump on the on the on the comedy wagon. For, no, I'm just, I'm just I'm
2: putting out there that superstitions. You don't have to be ruled by them.
0: I will say one thing. Um, I hate it when players are superstitious about their dice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really winds up. It winds me up too much. Like, I used to be a ve- I used to be that atheist. Yeah. Uh, I've grown out of it now. But about ten years ago. Even longer. I've grown out of it. I'm a much kinder, more accepting person. Still an atheist. But much more kinder, accepting about other people's beliefs. But I I just flash back to being that guy again, where someone's like, oh, I'm going to use a different D20. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs>
2: you're thirty five oh. and you're a
0: scientist
2: <laughs> that one rolled high. I'll keep using that one if anything it's out of luck now it's fine. just use any dice any dice they're just they they're, they're as good as random any of them and like i I have a load of dice I refer to as my lucky dice, yeah, but they're not any more lucky than anything else they're, no, just, they're just the special. ones I have on me
0: oh I see right <laughs> just any dice you've got.
2: No, 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 no. Like it's, it's my set of orange polyhedrons. Ah, yes, yes, yes. I know the ones. But yeah. they're the ones that I take everywhere. Mm. So they've kind of become my lucky dice. Yeah, for sure. And that also conversely my unlucky dice, I guess.
0: They're just your dice. Yeah, because there's no such thing. I I remain continually impressed by the by the level in which people are the relationships people have with their dice. Yeah. Like I remember, I uh, we were at a Call of Cthulhu game, like in first year, and I rolled uh, the guy sitting next to me. I rolled his dice to to to, to work out a um, uh, an ability check, and he got quite angry at me. He did. He got furious, and I mean, in 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 his defense, he was a real weirdo. <laughs> but like that was I, that was I think that was like the harshest edge of it, where he was like, "Don't touch my dice, don't do it." I was like, "Well, I'm not put, not like I'm putting it in my fucking mouth." But I, you see things like people setting the dice to the right way up, yeah, or um, or like rolling them until they get a twenty, so they know what to do, or rolling them and then seeing which ones roll well and pick, picking those ones out, or like saying, Oh you know, what? I'm exiling you to the dice bag. We're going to bring in a new friend because you're behaving badly." What have, what have you seen that really got up, up your fucking ass <laughs> <laughs> with people doing dice?
2: It drives me insane. The one the one that I don't get, the one that annoys me. Mm-hmm is 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 when they turn it to the number and stack oh, them stack all the dice out neatly with the the number they want to roll
0: so i used to do that out of boredom
2: yeah that's that's kind of fine just like st- stacking your dice up making them neat is fine
0: oh i'm um, sorry by stacking you mean arranging in a single level right not actually stacking
2: oh i hate it when people stack dice
0: oh you got to stop like like, that's I not a superstition mind. thing, though. Yeah, that's just like that's just rude because it's going to make a loud noise. It's going to
2: make a loud noise. You're clearly not paying attention.
0: <laughs> Unless this is vital to the mechanics of the game, I wizard battle hats, please do not stack dice.
2: Yeah, right on my wick.
0: So it, so it it pisses you off when people stack them up. So it like arrange them on the table.
2: Arrange them on the table with the numbers upright. Yeah, and then re- use them and then return them to that.
0: Do you ever get um? Do you ever get people like trying to train them like to seventeen because twenty would be too hard? No. <laughs> you never seen that? <laughs> people are like because like they want to set them to twenty. Well, oh. so 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 it knows to roll twenty. That's the most you can possibly have. Like as you leave your dice in the ideal state in which they can be, and therefore they like the longer that dice stays in that state, things like chaos is limited. It just inaction, drips off it like water. Inaction is permanent all things tend towards inaction, it will hopefully tend back towards the state it was in beforehand, i.e. a 20. I'm not a scientist.
2: <laughs> Evidently.
0: Evidently. But some people will set it to 17, because 20 is asking too much, and they reckon it could pull off 17. Which I think is it's not asking a lot of your
2: <laughs> Wow, it's like, well, you look more like a 16 dice to me.
1: <laughs> it's not asking a lot of your
2: I don't think you can manage an A grade. Let's try for
4: C's.
1: Let's let's have you roll unimportant saves, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Let's put you in the third round of combat, not the first or the
2: fifth.
0: (laughs) Hey, hey! Come. Put your trainers on. You're on. Come on.
2: We're moving. We're moving.
0: (whistles) D20, you've done really well. I'm going to put you off to the side. We're just going to bring in this, uh, this brown D20 on the side, see see how he rolls, you know, give him a chance to stretch his legs. It's a two. It, oh my God, oh God, he was terrible. I, my, my suspicions were correct. This is a dirty, feckless dice.
2: We shall throw it out of the window. Fucking
0: dice shaming? Yep. That's weird. There's, That's... Like, there's
2: like full Instagram accounts of that. That unsettles,
0: and I guess like okay, so like I think dice shaming is fun in a way in that it has um, you get to sort of celebrate stories of, of, of grand misfortune, yeah, and you get to share those with the group, yeah, that's true. Uh, and like with the, with the society at large. And, like I don't really care much for it, but hey ho, that's fine. Um, but when it's like, well, I'm going to microwave this dice, or I'm going to set this dice on fire, or I'll throw it into the street, that sort of thing. You just lost a dice.
2: But you're literally throwing away money.
0: Well, not literally, because dice aren't an accepted currency.
2: Oh, that is fair.
0: Yeah, so like you're figuratively throwing away money.
2: You're throwing away something of value.
0: Yes, correct. I've got, I've got an idea for a segment, Chris. What is it? We don't have any segments, but I w- I w- I'm going to come at this cold. Okay. Okay. Now we've got one question left, and I'm going to bring on a special guest okay. to answer it. <clears throat> I oh, just coming in now. Yeah. Hello!
4: It is me, Brumbo. Welcome to Brumbo's Advice Corner. Christopher, how are
2: you? I am well, Brumbo. Good,
4: very good. You have a question for me? Big man Brumbo, I'm wearing a little leather waistcoat and a little hat.
2: Good. Good. Uh, Owen asks, what's the best way to with players with anxiety in a thriller horror game?
4: Shouting!
2: They've got anxiety, Brumbo. All
4: players will have anxiety when Brumbo is finished. That's not very nice. We will level the playing field. So all are scared.
0: Yeah, sorry, Brumbo. I'm not sure whether that's the best idea. No. I, uh... I think that might be kind of a like in the look. Like, do you think maybe you could possibly talk to them about, you know, like learn what their anxieties are beforehand? Do you think?
2: Yeah, and like maybe maybe set them up with a buddy. Buddy? You mean like a friend,
4: a big strong friend to take
2: care of them? That's the one. Yeah. Like
4: Brumbo, but a little Brumbo.
2: Quieter Brumbo, certainly. A smaller
4: Brumbo. Yes. Good. Good. Then, yes, make an
2: honorary Brumbo. Yeah, an honorary Brumbo. Bye! Bye. Okay, bye. Ah, he's gone. Brumbo's very loud in my headphones. I think Brumbo's
0: going to be very loud in the podcast as well. I think he is. I thought it would be fun to see if Brumbo wanted to to give anything to the... um,
2: I think, I think Brumbo was great, but Brumbo probably wasn't best suited to that question.
0: No, well, I think that Brumbo was intended to answer it quickly. <laughs> I also think we can both do the Brumbo voice and some of us weren't doing it.
2: Well, I thought you were Brumbo. Well, we can both be Brumbo. That's very confusing.
0: <coughs> well, I think it's pretty clear which one, which one of the voices is us and which one is Brumbo.
2: <laughs> How? That's very similar to my natural tones.
0: <laughs> That's just how I speak when I'm travelling downhill.
2: Yeah. Do you want to answer the question properly? I think we sort of did with Brumbo.
0: Yeah, I think I I am I am gonna I think we listen, once per episode, you and I, we can now summon Brumbo sure. to answer a question. Okay? We don't have to announce it, we just have to have Brumbo come in.
2: Right. So firstly, work yeah. out what their anxieties are as long as they're comfortable. Yeah, like
0: I, I think like 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 talking to them uh, beforehand and having a bit of chat is good.
2: But also assign them a buddy. Mm. Because if you can take away some of the pressure because like if somebody's got anxiety it's not necessarily just over the content.
0: Yeah, the spoops.
2: Um, but it can also be about the social environment. Yeah. The 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 need to know rules and what if I yeah, forget like a rule? The
0: systems and like knowing how to act appropriately and knowing what to do.
2: Yeah. So if, once you assign them a buddy, like you see this person is just here to help you mm-hmm. take the weight off the systems. Yeah. So like, when so when you need to roll a save, they'll just automatically point to it to begin with.
0: Yeah. And then and then they'll start explaining why it's that save. Yeah. And um like it's understood that they are they are here to take care of you. So like they might bring you along on plots and things. Yeah. And also like just, just say up front, if you're not having a fun time, we need to stop. And that's okay. You can just say we need to stop and yeah. we'll stop. Because this is this is a fun time. And I think that, that works, you know, a bit better in um uh private games rather than pick up games at cons and stuff, because if they, like cons there's a weird social space around it. Like if someone if someone has a bad time and you have to stop playing, then other people might have paid money to be in that game. Yeah. And that's kind of a difficult thing to negotiate, but I mean, obviously you can get your way around it.
2: And also there are sliding scales of horror games. Mm. There is grim, gritty, nasty, body horror, brutal, awfulness. Yeah. I, and I, then I think there's... the they the, the I like to have is visible bones. Yeah. If a bone breaks the skin. And then there's the other type, which is sort of silly nightmare stuff in Call of Cthulhu.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever been scared whilst playing Call of Cthulhu.
2: No, where everything's just like, oh, it's a gibbering thing which I dare not describe. Just describe
0: it, Hewlett, come on.
2: I can't, it's indescribable. Oh,
1: Oh, it's like a cone with too many legs. Okay, It's like a
2: biscuit barrel with an eye.
0: That's not great, that's not good either. Okay, how about this? It's
2: like a big worm. But bigger than you think.
0: Oh, I mean, that is pretty big. Mm, Don't get me wrong.
1: Indescribable! It's like an octopus with a man's body on the bottom. Ugh, oh, And wings! Oh, right, but okay. really big and wet. Okay. It's like a load of big bubbles that a time. Is it? Is that what... That's really it's amount.
2: like when you're making a cake and you just get to the batter stage and then you kind of drop <laughs> it and go, Oh, shit, that's a shogoth." that is... It's like a person, but the mouth
1: goes on the top, not the side.
2: (laughs) It's like an alive person, but the opposite.
1: It's like Poseidon. I mean,
2: literally, it's Poseidon. He's in the rule book. Got a trident and everything. Fucking Poseidon. Yeah, man, scary dude. He's got the size of his fork. And his horses. But listen, it's not really... I don't
0: see how that jab, how that sort of joins up with Cthulhu.
2: It's it's an odd
0: book. I'm not gonna I guess the, look, I guess they hang out in the same neighborhood, which is to say the wet place.
2: Yeah.
0: You know that big wet place we all know and hate. We call it the ocean. Yes. the hate sea. Oh, well yeah, let's, give, let's give a big thumbs down to the sea. Yeah. Boo. boo boo um
1: <laughs> Neptune's there
0: um Bast the Egyptian cat goddess. Yeah. I, I, think, I you know what I can actually kind of dig on the Egyptian cat goddess because Nileothep, right? Right. He was hanging out with the other ones that would make sense. That
1: he's from Egypt, I think, isn't he?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah, Hotep that that works. And then Cthulhu and Neptune. And I, I don't know, we're just we're just hanging out with buds. Oh sorry, it's in Cthulhu's voice. Hang on. We're
2: just hanging out with buds. Excellent undersea tentacle face. Thank voice. you very much.
0: I, I, I put my hand in front of my face and wiggled it. Did you actually? <laughs> I did, yes. Oh, anyway, that's I can that's Cthulhu. <laughs>
2: that's how Cthulhu do. That is how Cthulhu do. Yeah.
1: Man, f- fucking... He's... I don't like how popular called Cthulhu is. Or just
2: Cthulhu is. I like it because it's got a load of horror more mainstream. But <clears> also... <throat> You have got cuddly Cthulhu now. It's oversaturated to the extreme.
1: Like, I think, like, I suppose it's so big I can't conceive of it, right? Yeah. So it's not super scary.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: I like things being so big. I'm like, what? Like, I'm so small. What on earth lived here before? Like, so I can sort of get around. Like, like the um the ancient cities in um the Terror at the poles,
1: Mountain of Madness. That's the one. Terror at the poles.
2: Spooky cold place. Spooky. Bur-
1: slippery shogoths
2: Well, they're always slippery. Well, these ones are frozen. Ah, I see.
0: Mm. The um, I can dig that having like the city of the what is it? The city of the ones who came before, or the ancients, or something. I forget the name. I can't remember. But that that one that that I'm like, okay, cool. That's that's scary to me because because thousands of thousands of tens of billions of years ago someone else was here first and they fucked up. Yeah. But they're they're still... Like, that shakes me to the core of my being. Understanding that there is a blind idiot god at the centre of the universe listening to the mad flute of Nyarlathotep doesn't really change my day to day.
2: No, it has no effect on you. It's like, oh, okay, as long as we don't sign him, I'm sure we're fine. Yeah, just don't fucks with magic.
0: Yeah, don't don't sail a boat directly over where Cthulhu is.
2: That's harder, because you don't know where that is. That's true.
0: Well... I suppose very little of cthulhu actually bothers the rest of the world. <laughs> like it keeps itself to itself, as opposed to say, I don't know, heart disease, <laughs> drug-related yeah. violence.
2: Yeah, it's just it's less of a car problem. accidents, plane crashes,
1: plane. All these things are scarier than cthulhu because they could
2: happen to you. <laughs> this is very true.
0: So next time you play a call of cthulhu game, don't don't have the. Don't have them find Cthulhu in the jungle.
1: Have their plane engine stutter and die in the first scene.
2: <laughs> That's real horror.
0: That's real horror. And then maybe I guess um, they get they get infected. Their wounds get infected, and um, they all end up dying.
2: Just in a in a forgotten jungle.
0: That's pretty scary,
2: isn't it? It is actually.
0: And you know what? There's no next group. No one's coming for you. Nobody That's knows it. you're gone because you went on
2: a secret mission.
0: You've left. You've left no legacy. You will be forgotten, Oz- Oz- Ozzy Mandias. Ozzy Mandias. Yeah, you know the guy. The I know com- the guy. I don't know the, the pronunciation.
2: Com-
0: we'll go for. We'll just go for Ozzy. The big OZ. Yeah, the big OZ. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Hearty Dice Friends. We've had a lovely time recording it. My voice is sore from that short Brumbo.
2: Brumbo does that to the throat. Brumbo,
0: he takes up residence in the throat and he stomps up and down it like a man trapped above a kitchen. It's in very... the viewing
2: gallery at a National Trust house. <laughs> it is loud, it is echoey, and nobody wants to be there.
0: He stomps around like a drunkard who'd broken onto the dodgems and doesn't have a car. Slapping things, trying not to get run over. All I'm saying is my throat is sore. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We've had a lovely time recording it. Well, I have. I don't know about you. Chris, Has it been?
2: It's been awful. I hated it. Oh, no.
0: oh, I'm sorry. Well, this, I, I, I guess we... oh, thank you Thank you. Um, we we loved it And we love you We especially love our patrons We've had, uh, we've had, we've had some new patrons come in recently so It's thank a harder so love much. Yeah, thank you uh, so much to, the, um, to, the, to those of you who are supporting the show We really value what you, what, what you give to us It's super useful And it pays our wages And that's lovely uh, If you want to become part of the Glittering Glitterati who ask us questions on patreon uh, on on discord, you can go along to patreon.com forward/ hearty Dice friends and give us uh, give us like a dollar an episode or more if you'd like and we will we will you can come and hang out in the discord and be pals with everyone uh, we have quite a quite a good destiny team from what I've heard
2: yeah the the destiny team is doing quite well in the rating <laughs> Yeah,
0: i I don't play myself because I'm worried about about throwing my entire life into it so I'm, I'm choosing to steer clear. But um, yes, you've, I think we had like six players on it or something. At points, that's nice if you want to, if, if you want to join. There's, there's, there's kind of a ready-made clan if you can convince us to play a game. Yeah, think of it that way. And we're we're, we're very welcoming. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at H D F Podcast. You can also send us a question uh, to heartydicefriends at gmail.com. Um, we're also we're going to be at Dragon Meat, but we will have been at Dragon Meat when you heard this. So, so.
2: you missed it. So,
0: Chris, how did it go? It was pretty what, good. What did you think of Dragon Meat? There
2: were highs, there were lows.
0: Yeah. I'm really sorry about the stuff I did.
2: That's fine. I'd we'll like to make a formal
0: I'd like to make a formal apology on behalf of both the Hearty Dice friends and our parent company, Rowan, Rook and Deckard, uh, apologising for Grant Howitt, that's me, my behaviour at Dragon Meat, yeah. uh, after I broke into the pod, pod zone, uh, the podcast zone, to which we were not invited, and I did things. The things I did I'm not proud of? Well.
2: He's very proud.
0: I've been advised by the court to say I'm not proud of. Sorry, I've been advised by by my legal team to say I'm not proud of them. So, officially, on the record, I'm not proud of what I did or how many times I did it. But I think, very much, we will either be invited back or banned next year. And isn't that what matters, really? Flip a coin. Flip a coin.
2: Who knows? We love you.
0: We... We're so glad that after what happened at Meat, we called you and you came and picked us up in your car. And thanks. Yeah, thank you so much because we were we were really we were really far gone. I'd I'd gotten into the scotch, and then like on the drive home, you you, pu- you pulled over and I I was sick by the side of the road and you took great care of me. And I want to say thank you for that. You've been incredible. You know, you tucked me, you tucked us up in bed, Chris and me, in a little single bed. It was cosy. <laughs> it was very cosy. You, you, you gave us little hot water bottles and some painkillers and you just was like, listen, listen boys, don't worry. Because part of love is care. Part of love is doing things just because you like the other person. Because you want them to be well. And so you took care of us in our hour of need. You also very kindly lied, died to the police when they came looking for us.
2: That was a godsend.
0: Which allowed us to sober up and put together the, the I want to say, true story which is what we'll be using in court
2: true if a little elaborate
0: well i think that truth is it's, it's it's a spectrum isn't it mate yep everything's a spectrum and,
2: and the truth yeah. is better if it's interesting
0: precisely i don't want to bore the judge no right. can't have it thank you so much for listening hopefully we'll be back next week we love you goodbye good luck. <laughs>